0: To Phil Hoffman travel. It costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5A Travel Talk.
1: And joining me in studio is Peter Williams, Director of Phil Hoffman Travel. Peter, good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon, Jade. How are you?
1: Really good. Great to have you. And in a moment, we're going to be joined by a special guest who we have in studio who's just returned from Antarctica. Have you ever been?
0: Pretty special. No, I haven't. Phil's been a couple of times. He he just comes back and he's glowing every time. And we've had a couple of staff go as well. Mm -hmm. So we look forward to having a chat to Amelia later on.
1: I think it's one of those things that's on a bucket list for so many people. And post-COVID, that bucket list has grown really long for a lot of people so if you are listening and you would like to ask any questions at all about Antarctica stay tuned and give us a buzz because we have just the lady to answer all those questions but uh, interestingly Bali has opened up as we know and we were flooded with quite a few emails about people just asking about the logistics of of going because it's not as easy as just uh, buying a plane ticket and heading there anymore. So can you give us a bit of an update?
0: Yeah, as we know last week, last Monday, first flight's out of Adelaide which was terrific news and there's huge demand. Look, a couple of simple hurdles that you have to jump over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Double vaccinated is a must. Um, So absolute priority there.
1: And it is a must for kids over six
0: as well. Correct, correct. So uh, yeah you've got to be careful there. Bali being a family destination so absolutely. Negative PCR test done up to 48 hours prior to your departure as well.
1: So with that, can you get that at adelaide airport before you go yeah in? you
0: can so there's certain amount of places that you go uh, basically you've got to get that certificate you can upload that certificate to your phone or mm-hmm. all, all sorts of things so yeah so that's really important because a lot of the countries now you don't need that pcr but Bali at the moment have not dropped that so okay so ma- what
1: happens with that you go through customs and there's someone there on the other side they d- or, or yeah where they,
0: they check it at immigration they, they check that at immigration, yeah, just with your passport and, and things like that. Also, the airlines are uh, double checking as well. So, you know, the last thing you want to do is get through and then find out that uh, you get to Bali and you haven't got that. So, you can be in all sorts. Well, yeah,
1: that's not ideal.
0: No, so that uh, that must be done as well. Um, and the other big one is um, insurance. You must have insurance which covers you for COVID treatment and medical evacuation, which we've got a couple of policies now mm-hmm. that cover you for that. So there's probably three main ones. The other one is they've reintroduced the visa on arrival. It's equivalent to about 40 or 50 Australian dollars. And you just pay that uh, when you get there.
1: So what does insurance look like? Are they taking the mickey and we're paying through the nose or is it fairly reasonable? It's not too
0: bad. Look, uh, like anything, obviously the risk has gone up. So, yeah, premiums have gone up. So it's something that you do need to budget for, Jade. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's gone up mm-hmm. since uh, pre-pandemic. Um, but that's that's what insurance is all about. It's uh, and a risk assessment. And uh, given there's a slight more risk these days, then the, the premiums have gone up a bit.
1: Fair enough. Well, it's there for a good reason, I guess. You'd rather have insurance over have there. It. and Do you know, it, it baffles me because you often see in the, uh, in the newspaper about people that have been knocked off their scooters over there that mm. don't wear their helmets mm. and they've gone to Bali and they haven't taken out insurance. And you think, for goodness sake. So it's that, but also COVID. Like, be smart, people.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, Bali's notorious for it, you know, like footy trips going over and things like that and people not being properly insured. doesn't matter where you go in the world, you, you need insurance. Travel insurance is, is yeah. pretty good. Than you buy your air ticket, you buy your travel insurance. Exactly
1: right. So you've got a couple of websites to recommend that people can go to, which are updated regularly.
0: Yeah, and we um, and we can provide that information um, when the clients book. So you don't get any hidden surprises when you go to Bali.
1: Good stuff. Well, uh, exciting. Uh, Yesterday, Emirates announced it's going to launch its new premium economy. I've sat in premium economy, and that is excellent.
0: It's excellent. And it was funny, I was at uh, a trade show in London five or six years ago, and I remember the president of Emirates at the time saying, we'll never do premium economy. A lot of the other airlines were, and here we are now today, massive announcement because um, Emirates, you know, they've always had a premium, they've seen themselves as having a premium service in the economy cabin. Right. Uh, they've got an amazing business class as well, and on some aircraft, a first class. So now they've slotted in that ever popular premium economy which most airlines have now had for three or four years and I have to say it looks unbelievable in fact it looks as good as some other airlines business class now it won't it won't recline to a bed but it'll be like a nice big lounge chair. So you're getting extra personal space, upgraded meals, premium check-in lanes, that type of thing, and uh, and that's great. So bookings open June 1. Um, the only downside for Adelaide is we don't have our Emirates service yet. We're hoping, we're speaking mm-hmm. to them, but I think it's still a little way off. So this is going to start uh, initially out of Sydney, um, 56 premium economy seats in the uh, the A3 80 and 24 in the smaller aircraft, the uh, the Boeing 777. See, if you
1: get organised, and this is how I snagged I had to fly to Hong Kong and it was an overnight (coughs) flight, so I thought, ooh, anyway, jumped online and just checked out prices. And if you get in early and through you guys, when you get really good early bird deals and and really competitive prices... You can actually get a premium economy seat at an economy. Pretty
0: price. well, yeah, that's right. So they they do deals and certainly the one with the Emirates, it's gonna be fantastic. We believe, you know, the deals they're gonna have in, in place trying to cool. you know, fill up that cabin straight away and promote it will be very good. So yeah, exactly. The 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 longer time frame you can give us, the better generally the deal is gonna be. And mm. what I can tell any listeners out there that are looking at travelling at the back end of this year or into next year. Now is the time to book because fuel surcharges. what we're seeing nearly every two weeks. Air, um, our prices are very dynamic with airlines at the moment. And what that generally means is they're going up, not down, because one, demand is massive. Mm-hmm. Two, we don't have enough supply, so we just don't have enough aircraft flying at the moment. And three, the fuel price is going through the roof. So don't delay. If you're looking at heading off to Europe next year, come and talk to us. Already? Yep.
1: Yay. Yep. Um May twenty-three we're gonna see flights, uh, direct flights from Perth to London.
0: Yeah, this is this is a great service. I actually jumped on one of the first services, Perth to London, going back to us three years ago. And uh, at the time, it was the long- longest flight in the world. It was about um, 16 hours. Mm. And I have to say, I, I thought it was great. Far better than stopping off in Singapore for three or four hours, walking around those duty-free shops looking at overpriced, you know, watches and perfume <laughs> and whatever.
1: See, I enjoyed doing So that.
0: I, I was just really, yeah, of course, and I think my wife would as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, so
1: it uh, actually saves you money going on correct, the wrong flight. Correct, I get it.
0: Thanks, Jade. And so what I loved is a uh, great domestic connection um Adelaide over to Perth uh, I was in Perth no more for 2 hours quick uh, quick bite in the lounge and then Perth to London and I couldn't believe it, you know, no stopover in Asia here I am landing in London after a good night's sleep, a few meals and a glass of red, you know, it was it was actually a really terrific way to do. Now that service has been going by Darwin of recent times because Perth, as we know, has been in a state of uh, lockdown. Yes. Um, so that's about to start uh, earlier than scheduled from 23rd of May and then not far from that, um, Jade, this is gonna be the first time ever there'll be flights direct into the continent of Europe. They're gonna fly Perth into Rome as well, three times a week.
1: That'll be popular.
0: That's going to be really popular. It's a seasonal flight only for the uh, for the Northern Hemisphere summer, mm-hmm. but we're really looking forward to uh, promoting that. So a one-stop service from Adelaide Adelaide into Perth and Perth into Rome.
1: We've got a question here. Uh, any word on Fiji flying direct out of Adelaide?
0: Well, we've had conversations with um, Adelaide Airport, Air Fiji. We, we, we do think it's going to happen. Um, I can't tell you exactly the case, but we're hearing rumours around July. So okay. maybe in time for the school holidays. If not, You know, maybe the following school holidays in September, October.
1: Mm, Good news. Royal Caribbean uh, looking at cruising Australia year-round from Brizzy. That's uh, that's great news for lovers of.
0: Yeah, every, every day I uh, open up my uh, laptop. Um, there's more news on cruising now that cruising from Australia has, uh, has been given the green light and cruise lines are just, you know, flooding down to Australia for the uh, southern summer. So our cruise season starts generally in October, goes through to about March. Mm-hmm. And Royal Caribbean are going to have two what they call quantum class ships, which are two of their their most beautiful uh, ships with the, the greatest features. They're very, very new. So Ovation of the Seas and Quantum of the Seas. And then the following year, they're going to have three three ships down here. So it just shows you how popular cruising is in Australia and how much we've missed it when Royal Caribbean have committed um, three ships to Australia in 23, 24. But for those people who, who are looking at travelling in the next uh, six months, then uh, we've got two of their most beautiful ships here.
1: Does that mean that there's also the um, the people want to come to Australia and travel as well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There? So
0: you get a lot of um, North Americans flying and and some English, but mainly North Americans flying into the east coast of Australia and doing a 14 night cruise of the South Pacific or a Queensland coastal cruise all around New Zealand. Mm. So very popular with international tourists, but more popular with obviously the domestic market uh, where they're flying from you know Adelaide to uh, join those in Sydney and Melbourne and also Brisbane now. So we are hoping to get some services out of Adelaide as well. We just need our government to give us the green light to say that we can restart. Yeah. Um, you know, we're in conversations with the cruise lines all the time. I had a phone call today. I can't name the, um, the cruise line, otherwise they'll shoot me, but <laughs> they said if you can get the government over the line, we'll be in as early as October. So um, Goodness, you know, that's
1: a fast turnaround.
0: It is, because the ship's here, but they're very, very keen to what they call do a split in Adelaide. So mm-hmm. at the moment it's coming via Adelaide, but uh, if Adelaide don't get the green light, they'll, they, they won't they will even come here. They'll um, you know, go to Melbourne.
1: If you've got a question that you'd like to run past Peter, he is more than happy to take your calls, double 0000. We are going to take a short break, but coming up afterwards, sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea or coffee, because we are taking you to Antarctica.
2: Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au. Jade Robron on 1395
0: Adelaide's 5
1: A. Welcome back to Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman Travel. We're joined in studio by Director of Phil Hoffman Travel, Peter Williams, and a very special guest, Amelia Gray, who is the Business Development Manager at Aurora Expeditions. I think that you have one of the best gigs In the world, Amelia, travelling around Antarctica, how spectacular. Oh, Jade, thank you
3: for having us today. Oh, Antarctica is absolutely stunning. I have been on many expeditions, but Antarctica is the top of the list. If it is not on your bucket list, it has to be added. I went this year from Perth which is even more because, as Peter said, we were in lockdown. But uh, we went safely. We went into Ponturinus and I did a fly sail. So I flew into um, Antarctica, into King George Island, and then we boarded the uh, Greg Mortimer. Mm-hmm. And then it basically seeing that first iceberg it had everyone cheering. It was wow. stunning. How close did you get? Oh, well, we always keep our distance, but yeah, we've also... Yeah, sure. But to get into a Zodiac and just cruise around, it's like cruising in icy wonderland. It is, and then you're seeing whales breaching in the distance. You've got um, leopard seals and you've got porpoising pul- um, penguins. Oh, it is spectacular. Wildlife, icebergs just That's stunning. fantastic!
0: It's uh, it just sounds like it was so exciting, and that oh. was that was March just gone. Yes, wow! So yeah. only a couple of months ago. So you're really fresh back. A couple of couple of things I picked up there. The Greg Mortimer, just for the listeners out there, is actually a cruise ship. You mm-hmm. know, when some people they go, "Who's Greg Mortimer?" <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's with Aurora Expeditions, which you'll explain a little bit about in a minute. But the other thing is flying down, which is a little bit unusual because most, I guess, uh, Australian travellers we fly to um, Argentina, go down to a and then cross the Drake's Passage a couple of times, which can be a little bit bumpy at times. It's known to be a bit bumpy. This way, you really only have to do the crossing once, potentially?
3: Potentially. Like, we do have lots of options. You can do um, sail, which is um, the Drake. For me, I did do the fly sail, but to do the Drake Passage is definitely your rider passage of doing Antarctica. Tell us about
1: that. What's involved with that?
3: Well, it's known that it could be either Drake the Lake or Drake the Shake. So it's, <laughs> um, it's definitely got, but Mother Nature out there just throws it out. But we did get to, um, a little bit of the Drake the Shake. But with the new ship, uh, with Greg Mortimer, how her bow is, it's, it can be described as it uh, looks like the beak of a toucan because uh, it is rounded at the front, but it sort of cuts through. The waves, like um, like butter through, uh, like knife through butter. It is. Oh, I see. I'm looking at a picture now. And yeah. It actually looks like a plane. It, on does. The- it does, doesn't yes. it? It's a
0: bit unusual looking, but obviously very effective in those waters.
3: Yes, it is. It definitely look. If you're uh, subject to getting motion sickness, I'm not going to say it'll get rid of that, but it absolutely gives you a much smoother. And ride. the
0: stabilizers you have as well, you which are the best of class. Yeah, yep, yeah, which makes it fantastic. What was your what was your favourite part of Antarctica? You know, people think it's only the ice, but obviously there's a bit more the wildlife.
3: Do you know what Pete? I actually thought it was going to be all about the wildlife for me, other way around. But I was just taken back and just what looking at the huge landscapes and how pure white the snow was, and then you do see some historic huts, where a painted uh, look very. Turquoise and it just pops. The colours just pop. Fantastic. But in saying that, the wildlife, the penguins, you can sit there all day just watching these little chickens. Cheeky... Yeah, you're mesmerised
1: by the wildlife. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they have their own habitat and just at one. Yep. I'm looking through the book here, and uh, there's some people snorkelling. <laughs> were you brave enough to do that? Well, I, the big thing about Aurora is the
3: amount of activities that we have to offer. So, I didn't snorkel, but my friend did. And yeah. I have to, they said the dry suit, and you're yeah, just lying back in amongst the ice and just looking at it. was spectacular. Oh, the water would be sensational. <sighs> oh, yeah. And you're in your dry suit. So, you're very, very warm. But I and went kayaking. kayaking. Yeah. You yeah, did. I what did. What was that
1: like? Imagine saying I went kayaking in Antarctica.
0: Which well, just gives you a, a whole different perspective, doesn't it? Because it's just you on the water yeah you know, and just mm-hmm. that amazing landscape all around and then the wildlife like it, it must you must have been pinching yourself.
3: I was. I went kayaking and just the no sound, no noise, no motor noise. you're right there, you're eye level with wildlife and you're just cruising around as I said, icy wonderland. it's yeah, it's spectacular. We had a leopard seal crab eaters on their ice shelves and they were not. Never phased. They'd look like they'd lift their head up and do a little bit of a wave. Gosh. But
1: yeah. Did you drink the water?
3: No, but I did hold a bit of an ice. Um, yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> I wasn't game enough to put my hands in. But I did do the polar plunge. <sighs> did you? Yeah.
1: What was that like?
3: Zero oh. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Zero yeah.
1: degrees. They say it's phenomenal for the body, though, that oh, you walk out so invigorated.
3: You do. You do. You, you're in and out as fast as but it was... <laughs> I'd be
1: straight to the bar after that for oh, a glass well, of whiskey or brandy to warm me up. <laughs> well, we
3: did get a little bit of a shot when we got
1: back out, but yeah. we headed up to the hot tub or to the sauna nice. as well. Gorgeous. <laughs> and what I'm just looking at some of the activities here that you can do, and, I mean, one thing I would want to do is capture every moment and I'm not a photographer at all but you, you offer photography workshops and camping there's hikes, climbing, ski touring snowshoeing, I mean it's not just uh, sitting on a, on a ship and looking out, there's a lot to do.
3: Absolutely, it, you really add another element to one being in a very remote destination but for those that are a bit more active and want to get out of their comfort zone mm. it's definitely, and I, everyone that I speak to that have either kayaked or snorkel, they were like, who can come home and say snorkelled, kayaked in Antarctica?
1: Yeah, and do you have expedition leaders or or historians that, Teach you about things along the way? We
3: do. So we call it edutainment um, because, (laughs) you know, our entertainment on board is uh, learning about the destination. We have a very large expedition team that are made up of all, you know, their knowledge historians, geologists, glaciologists. Um, Our expedition members have been with us for over, some of them have for over 20 years. Like Aurora, we've been operating for 30 years. So we've got all that experience in the polar regions. Um, my expedition leader actually had lived in Antarctica for a good four or five years and actually got married in South Georgia. So just oh, hearing, cool. like you're learning all about these it destinations, but you're also, um, their passion is just contagious. How do you pack for it? <laughs> Well, it's all about layering. Uh Layer like like today, like Adelaide, you've turned on the beautiful sun. That was one of the in the afternoon, but in the morning of that, it's plan A, B, C, D. In the morning, we'd wake up was snow. We had ice on our on our zodiac. Cleared that off. Went out in the morning, and the afternoon was purely like this:
0: blue sky, blue skies,
3: sun, and it was just stunning. You just you can't, but yes, it's layering, making sure you got some good gloves. But we give you also the parker, so you have the one, the three in one parker, which is great that's for what you need. Winter. So you don't have
0: to pack a parker as such, no. no, which is great. And the gumboots yeah. and all of that. And think, all of that. I think included. that's important. So, which is great. Aurora Expeditions. We've talked a bit about Antarctica. A couple of unique features with Aurora.
3: So it's a small ship. Um, We're all about small groups as well, so getting you ensuring that the ships are absolutely stunning. But for us, it's all about the experience off the ship. So we very much call our it's a floating base camp to be like we move you to areas that you can can't possibly get to any other means, but the use of our Zodiacs really gets you
1: into those little nooks and crannies as well. And I'm guessing, unlike base camp from many, many years ago, your beds are warm and toasty (laughs) and there's a nice...
0: It's a luxury base camp.
3: (laughs) Yes, and it's those little finer things, finer details, the heated flooring in the bathroom as well. So it's Which you'd need after your minus 18
1: polar
0: plunge. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Amelia, any uh, specials with um, Aurora at the moment?
3: Yes, we have launched our twenty-three um, global program, so we have got savings of up to twenty percent on some voyages. Fantastic, as well, and uh, definitely as as you mentioned. Uh, There is book now to ensure that you are getting the best location on the ship and the best savings.
1: Oh, Sounds great. Amelia Gray, thank you so much from Aurora Expeditions. And if you'd like to uh, head to Antarctica or want to ask any more questions, you can head to the Phil Hoffman website, pht.com.au, or give any of the guys a buzz there. Uh, You've got some um, travel deals. Let's run through some huge savings on European river cruises.
0: Yeah, you just only have to pick up the paper at the moment and uh, you can see what is possible popular. I think in the uh, escape there were six full pages of European river cruises so that is really a hot topic at the moment. So Emerald River Cruises, uh, beautiful river cruise and I've only just come back from doing a river cruise and I I have to say it is the greatest way of doing Europe. You just unpack once, 14 days, Mm -hmm. amazing going through all these little medieval villages and historic towns. So we've got some really, really great cruises. We've also got a, um, a presentation, a consumer presentation Tuesday down at Glenelg. So anyone interested in any brand of river cruise um, ring up, register, and we've got some experts uh, in talking about river cruising.
1: And Celebrity Eclipse, uh, Great Barrier Reef Cruise, that'd be stunning.
0: Yeah, it is. And I, and I guess um, we've got used to, I guess, cruising, you know, um, rather than the Pacific or New Zealand initially um, around Australia simply because of the borders and, yeah. and other and countries. Some people I'll don't
1: be... want to go overseas no. at the moment, so and, this is perfect. And
0: so you don't even need a passport for this one, Jade. And that's another another great thing. Mm-hmm. So, fantastic. So, um, we've got uh, next year, 28 February, 2023. I love Celebrity Eclipse. It is just one of my favourite cruise ships. $2,185, and that's 10-night cruising. So very, very good value, and that comes with drinks and meals and activities and entertainment, and it does Port Douglas and the Outer, Outer Barrier Reef and all that type of thing. So, yeah, fantastic. The other great one is, and we talked about before, Fiji is open, and we know it's massive for school holidays. Whether we've got direct flights or not, people flying via Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, it's only a short three-hour flight from the east coast, so very, very close to home. And a great way to get away from the cold snap that we, uh, you know, that we're uh, got on our door at the moment. And my favourite place, New York. Oh, you're going to be excited when we can fly direct from Sydney, aren't you? When's that happening? Twenty twenty five, but okay. it's you know it'll come. Oh up. yeah, yeah. I'll Project Sunrise. Yeah Project, yeah, Sunrise, yeah, Project Sunrise. So we're going to be able to fly direct, but at the moment we can't. Um, so we're going to be flying via L.A. probably more than likely mm-hmm. or Dallas um, over to New York. But we've got great getaway packages over there. New York is probably up there with the top five destinations that we're selling at the moment. I think people really missed London, New York, Paris; those are iconic cities, and they're flooding back in um, for those places. So yeah, we've got some great specials for New York as well.
1: Fantastic, and if you want some more info? bht.com.au, or you can give one of the team members a call at Phil Hoffman Travel. Peter, always great to see you. Have Thanks, a fantastic Jade. week.
2: Thank you. Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Well, it's my name on the door, and so at the end of the day, if someone needs something, I'm there to make sure that it happens. Really, we are the architects of anyone's travel. There's no need to sift through the internet and get confused. We have 10 convenient locations through South Australia, plus a great website and online service, but qualified staff to look after you all the time. And also, when anything happens, we're there with a 24-7 backup. The internet is not, and it's our personal touch to give you that all the time. Visit pht.com.au you <laughs>